Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Today's guest is Jeff Suval. Jeff is Executive Vice President and Business Credit Expert for Jay Gold. As an advisor and consultant in the financial services industry for over 27 years, Jeff focuses on helping people, companies, and worthwhile causes. As an executive vice president at Jay Galt, Jeff and his colleagues help business owners separate and keep separate their personal credit from their business credit and get access to the credit and capital they need without having to give personal guarantees. Jeff is a frequent speaker and presenter on the importance of building business credit to mitigate business owner personal financial risk while providing access to the funds needed to grow, scale, and prosper. Jeff earned his BA in government from Cornell University and has held the following FINRA Series 6, 7, 24, 53, 63, and 65 licenses, as well as the Life, Health, Property, and Casualty Insurance licenses. He has earned the LUTCF, CHFC, AIF, and CHSA professional designations. Jeff is past president of the Baltimore chapter of the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors and is past president and on the board of directors of the Greater Chesapeake Foundation. Jeff is the proud father of two amazing young adults, ages 21 and 18. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Jeff Suval, so great to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming on. No, it's my great pleasure, Drew. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So I always love our, uh, when I, before I hit the record button, the talks before, because I even learn, I actually learn sometimes more about my guest in that, in the five to 10 minutes we do before the record uh, than, than I do any other time. And so I, I definitely uh, enjoy that. I have to give a shout out. I always give a shout out to the people who introduce me to the guests. And I'm going to indirectly give a shout out to Keegan Schaefer because it was his, it was in his med uh, his men's group now called Tribal Stoics where you and I met, and yep. so I'm very thankful for that. So Jeff, uh, there's a reason why I chose you to be on, and um, I bring people on, men and women alike, who have gone through faith shaking events in their lives that have caused them to pause. And you know, all these defining moments, they're really rel- they're all relative. It depends on the person. Some people, it's a tap on the shoulder and they hear a voice to say, do something different. There's a better way to live. Some like myself needed a two by four, hit me upside the head to wake me up and realize there's a better way to live. So I know you've gone through a lot in life and I know that you've made a decision not to retreat and you've made a decision to go forward and become a stronger man for your adversity. I'd like you to reach back as far as you feel necessary to grab that one or two or three defining moments that were either the tap on the shoulder or the two by four upside the head that said, Hey, Jeff, there's a better way to live, pal. Do something different. You don't have to live the way you're living. Give us, give us a good story, my friend. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, to, to, you know, to do it justice, I know we probably don't have a ton of time, but yeah, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting journey. Um, You know, I will go back and just, I like to kind of, just sort of frame the way things were. And, and I candidly, I, I, I basically had a 
pretty idyllic childhood. I mean, it's it, it started off kind of rough. I mean, I was left back in the first grade, you know, and this is <laughs> before parents were, uh, wow. you know, yeah. holding their kids back to give them a leg up academic or athletically. You know, oh, I actually couldn't read. Right. So, you know, that but that might have actually been the kind of the first log on my my fire that, you know, made me always want to kind of prove myself. Right. Um, so I always put in the effort and you know, maybe combined with a little bit of natural talent and and being a, a generally good guy. I, I had some, you know, early successes athletically, socially, academically. I mean, high school, I was a good athlete. I got good grades. Uh, I was homecoming king, you know, right. like, we're good, right? <laughs> yep. um, I got accepted to, to Cornell early decision where I had an amazing four years, a very unspectacular lacrosse career that was brief at best. But, you know, I made some truly amazing friendships that just continue to get stronger and persist today. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so college was great. And frankly, early post-college career was also great. Living in Washington, D.C., you know, making great relationships. I had a, a, a pretty good, impressive early career trajectory and was building that resume. So things were were good, Drew. I mean, I was I was checking the boxes, so to speak, right? I mean, Absolutely. marriage, I started a family. I was, you know, winning lots of trips and trophies through work. And, you know, but at that point, things started to get a little bit dicey. And, and frankly, I started to feel a little bit of pressure from expectations. And, and these weren't just expectations that were being thrust upon me. A, a lot of them were expectations that I was placing on myself, right? Right. And and some of those, I mean, frankly, I I started putting too much emphasis on outward appearances, right? And this is going to be kind of a theme, I think, that I'm probably going to want to talk about quite a bit today. But, sure. you know, there was honestly, there was just a lot of keeping up with the Joneses type behavior, which which caused some mounting financial pressures and and problems and you know but things were were still going okay but probably the first big defining moment was in late September 2013 I was heading up to a meeting business meeting I was doing retirement plan advisory work I built a successful practice for a pretty big company right. and I was heading up to a hospital client of mine up in York Pennsylvania and um I got involved in a, a pretty horrific car accident that was actually caused by a truck driver, an 18-wheeler, who was texting. Oh, no. Now, that accident definitely should have taken me out. I mean, looking at the pictures, it's it's kind of a miracle. But it obviously didn't take me out because I'm here chatting with you, thankfully. Right. Yeah. You know, however, um, you know, there were many times in, in the subsequent years that I actually kind of wish that I had been taken out in, in that accident um you know and i mean i had seven million dollars five million of personal life insurance a couple million in business insurance that would have covered me plus there definitely would have been a probably a pretty significant settlement from the trucking company and their insurance carrier um and you know financial security was always something that i thought was my biggest responsibility, you know, to, to leave 
my kids and my family, you know, my wife and kids. And so that certainly would have left them better off financially, uh, which was always my goal. But um, it obviously didn't happen. And after that accident, and I'll share the pictures with you at some point, but after that accident, you know, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, who's just, you know, a sweetheart of a guy, he's also a pretty spiritual guy. But, you know, he's somebody that he he believes that things always happen for a reason. Right. 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 And he would be like, Jeff, he's like, you know, you survive for a reason. You know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Right? It will be revealed. You know, and I always kind of thought my reason was or my purpose was to be a provider for my family, you know, right. and make sure right. they were safe and secure. Yeah. And I still believe there's something to that. Clearly, that's, you know, my goal is to you know, do what I can for them. But he was always like, you know, I think it's something else, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, I guess we'll see, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I lived, obviously, and I suffered a major concussion, lots of cuts and, and bruises, but I only spent one night in the hospital, Whoa. which, you know, is crazy. You know, it literally shut the interstate down for six hours. I mean, oh this was a goodness. major, major accident. Nobody died. I was the most messed up. and I was only one night in the hospital. It's really a miracle. Um, but that accident, Drew, was the beginning of a series of very unfortunate financial events that when combined with um, some pretty absurd actions by my former employer, my employer at that time, which, right. you know, I mean, there were some broken promises. <laughs> they essentially offered me a 70% pay cut for building this beautiful, really profitable business for them. But that was their thank you card to you? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. They waited a year until after the accident, but they had already done some other things before that, which, Jeez. you know, ended up hurting me financially yeah. significantly. But, um, you know, but those things, they weren't the cause, like the cause of my financial issue were my own, you know, right. I, my keeping up with the Joneses, like these irresponsible spending behaviors that frankly, in lifestyle choices, private schools for the kids and clubs and, you know, really nice cars, like all, you know, stuff that I, I place too much value on because right. it was about yeah. outward appearances. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but, you know, after the accident and this unfortunate stuff happened, where my resignation was forced, I really, for the first time, started having some doubts, like about my ability to deliver, right? Oh, boy, yes. And, yeah. Yeah. and certainly my ability to provide for, you know, my family. But I continued the financial facade, which was, you know, not a great decision. Right. And this was when um, I actually had, I definitely had thoughts of uh, suicide. Oh, boy. Um, and... You know, it's because I, I had still a good amount of life insurance, right? Mm -hmm. That I knew would have paid. Um, but you know, I would have, I would have made it look like an accident, or you know, I, I, I had, you know, I was thinking of, well, what are some ways that I can sort of put myself in dangerous situations mm -hmm. where I can be saving somebody else? So at least I can go out looking like a hero. Yeah. Right? Yep, absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people have thoughts like that. Oh, my boy. Jeez. So things things got pretty dark. Um, and, and it was primarily because, honestly, I, I couldn't meet these unrealistic expectations that I had set for myself. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, and those expectations, which were largely around 
money and, and having material things, mm-hmm. I placed just way too much value on, right? And and those led to problems. So I was so focused on like what I lacked materially that I I just lost sight of, you know, all the awesome things, the abundance that I had, right? My my the love of my friends and my family, which, you know, I'll talk more about that. But you know, um eventually in 2018, my wife um said she wanted to separate and um I understood why it was, you know, a lot of it was around financial stuff. Right. Um, so I was living, you know, in a rented apartment. I was still seeing my kids a ton. I got two kids, yeah. both in college now, you know. Um, yeah. uh, but my wife and I, my ex, were, we were still getting along great. Um, but then the retirement advisory firm that I was now working with uh, let me go. Uh, because they were being acquired by a very large Wall Street bank that we've all heard of. Anyone in finance knows this company. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they, I guess, keep their anonymity to protect uh, their innocence, such that it is. Yeah. But um, even people not in finance would have heard of that, right? But I was essentially let go uh, because my personal credit situation was so really? bad. Yeah, wow. I couldn't. I couldn't pass the banks screens right oh my again my own fault my own yeah decisions in the past led to this right so i was let go and at that point you know one of my best friends a, a really great buddy of mine um he his name's mike and he was like jeff just don't spiral jeff don't spiral right you know like living alone you know no job now right oh, yeah. you know he's like don't spiral he knew about all the other stuff right yeah. Yeah. i actually wrote um, on little pieces I wrote, don't spiral on little pieces of paper Jeez. and yeah. put them all around my apartment as like, like reminders, like yeah, not to spiral. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. That was probably helpful. But yeah, sure. so the already, the already bad situation financially, uh, started to get worse, uh, even more dire, but I was able to slide into, you know, a position with an insurance company. Um, and I don't believe me, I'd done insurance earlier in my career and I'd had some success. Yeah. I, I didn't love insurance anymore. I did this out of necessity. Right. Um, I had to earn money somehow. But that insurance company owned the exclusive rights to this very cool guaranteed financial aid, very cool guaranteed tuition reduction program that I was actually an architect of. Oh, wow. So it allowed me to get back to something that I had had success with earlier. So that made the insurance certainly more palatable, right? Sure. And I was actually starting to have some success, like making money again. I remember right, you know, I I, I had a couple of, of, you know, really good months. <laughs> and uh, my partner in that business, um, who's a good friend to this day, you know, he, I remember him saying, you see, Jeff, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? You know, and it was, so I was starting to feel pretty good. And then the pandemic hit. Oh, right? geez, that thing. Yeah. Which crushed that business, Drew, because that business, the type of insurance that they sold, yeah, the yeah. tuition stuff was, it, it, it came along with the insurance. Oh, okay. But the insurance that they sold was worksite voluntary insurance. Oh, no. Jeez. Uh, pretty hard to sell worksite oh, voluntary insurance. Yeah. Where no one's going to the worksite, you know? Not really, not market resistant, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And- you know, the, the businesses, the companies, the prospects, they're not interested in, in, in 
changing benefits. They were worried about their own survival. They didn't oh, have yeah. the bandwidth for yep. it, it, it was a crazy time for everyone. So, you know, sales weren't great, to say the yeah. least. Yeah. So the financial picture, you know, continued to get even more bleak. Um, I then went to my doctor for routine physical. I mean, it took months to get an appointment, if you remember. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Broken anyway. But um went in, had a physical with my doctor and she was like would you be open to taking these anxiety and depression questionnaires so i was like sure and so i answered them honestly and she confirmed that i was in fact depressed uh you know it may have been situational depression based on the financial stuff and the feelings of failure and inadequacy but you know luckily though i've always been open to suggestions and uh she suggested talk therapy and um I did it and it helped, but I was definitely drinking too much. Right? Oh, I mean, okay. All right. You know, I'd always been a heavy drinker. Um, but at this point, my drinking, my drinking changed from, you know, having fun with friends and social to essentially being medicine that would numb the pain. My right? mind off of at least temporarily. Yeah my situation, right? The financial stuff, the feelings of failure, yeah. inadequacy, all that. Um, I needed to move out of the apartment, the nice apartment that I was renting again, just to lower expenses. Uh, and so that same friend who was like, don't spiral, Jeff. He, yeah. he owned a building um, that had, you know, a, a basement where I could store all my stuff. And so he said, come check out, you know, come check out Shenley in the basement. You can put all your stuff there. Cause I'd start, I'd lined up a room that I was going to rent, but it was basically just a room. It wouldn't fit any of my furniture. Right. Right. So again, like, this is not how we drew things up. When we're no, kids, no. Right? You know, Life was like, not linear. You know, from having point. a lot to yeah. like literally renting a room. Yep. So I, I met my buddy on uh early morning, Sunday, March 7th, 2021. And um, yeah, I checked out the basement and I'm like, yeah, this this will fit my stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh as we were like, you know, wrapping up, he was like, Can I can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, sure. And he's like, look, with the separation and financial stuff, I mean, I was declaring to, I mean, getting ready to declare bankruptcy, true. Right. Like right. he's like, with all that and you know, the business collapsing and moving again, you know, do you think that maybe if you stop drinking, I mean, being a little bit more clear headed and, and sober as you try to dig yourself out and, and, you know, right the ship, I think that might be helpful, you know, and uh, he was right. And honestly, I was ready to hear it. So that I was, was one you of those be ready moments. to listen. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. You know, and I, and I honestly drew, I drove home from that meeting with my buddy, Mike. And I remember thinking, huh, I may have had my last drink. Wow. And he also put me in touch with one of his good buddies, who's a really big deal in the recovery world. Um, and I also knew this guy. I knew he was a doctor of some kind. I didn't know what kind of doctor he was. He's a really big deal though. Anyway, so I talked to him and that guy told me about Alcoholics Anonymous and you know, he made some suggestions. And uh, that was over two and a half years ago. And except for maybe two days, Drew, yeah. gone to an AA meeting every day. And I've not had a drink since. Yeah. I mean, 
It, thank you. Yeah, I, I've totally embraced it and committed to it. Um, I've also been totally embraced by that sober community and just the love and the connections and and the the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. Like, but but it was the talk therapy that yeah. opened me up yeah. to yeah. to mm-hmm. being more honest with myself. Yeah. And then you had to be open to the talk therapy too. Some people are so close to that, that you need to have that talk therapy to like crack the door open a little to allow Alcoholics Anonymous to actually work. So kudos to you for, for not just being able, but being willing to, um, to do the talk therapy and really, really let it help you. All right. So now you have, you're working on kicking the hat, the the addiction of alcohol. Now, where were you working at this time when things started to get better? So I um, had found this awesome company. Uh, this is now 2021 um, called Accelerant. It's a one-stop shop for small and medium-sized businesses, for lack of a better description. They do everything. They started as a business management software company, and then sort of morphed into everything, merchant services, virtual employees, you know, digital marketing, you name it, right? It's an awesome company, great leadership. The president's actually become, you know, a good friend. And we've never even met in person. It's an entirely virtual company, right? It's really cool. And they have 6,000 small business clients all over the country. That's awesome. Um, But I was looking for another, like, arrow to add to Accelerant's quiver when I then found what I'm doing now, right? Oh, and so, um, you know, I found my my current company and uh, and then I was talking to my my boss from Accelerant and uh, I was like, I found this awesome thing. <laughs> and he's like, well, tell me about it. I'm like, you're going to love it. And he's like, that sounds amazing. He's like, all of our clients need that. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I also saw they were hiring, so I threw my resume in there, and I I, I already had one interview. Wow. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, I was 1099 with them, and he's just like, Jeff, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, you do, of course. right? Right. So, anyway. So, so, that, so, that, so, so that's go good. All right. So, you had, even though you were 1099, um, they, they cared about you enough over there not to make a big deal out of that. They wanted to see the best Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. So, well, we're still doing a bunch of stuff together. Yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna get. I definitely want to get to that. So, where where was this uh, opportunity, and where you are now? So, I was lucky enough after three uh, interviews, including a uh, a panel interview, um, to be adopted into the Jay Galt uh, yeah. Finance Suite, the Jay Galt family, and I was brought on as a regional managing partner in the company. Right. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Right. And we're we're experiencing exponential growth and, and things have gone well enough. And this was just I got the call that, you know, you're 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 adopted um, on January 27th of just this year. So oh, this year. 20, oh, my gosh. That's awesome news. All right. Great. Yeah. But things have been going well enough that I've actually been promoted, you know, a couple of times. I'm now an executive vice president. All I'll right. The state director. So I'm, you know. I'm building an incredible team of people that, you know, are are very mission driven. And you know our mission. We shared this, right? It's, I do. I love your you know, mission. I love right. It. I am relentlessly embracing my destiny to serve as an industry disrupting pioneer committed to prospering, 
protecting and promoting small business. Owners. I love that every word there is is impactful in a positive way. Yeah. I love the relentless, relentless piece. Yeah. Um, how is the personal life going? Awesome. Uh, so thankfully, I, I didn't screw up my relationships when I went through the the, the deepest challenges, the darkest mm-hmm. days. And I've always had a very strong relationship with both of my kids, two kids, freshman in college, uh, senior in college, you know, they're totally supportive of my recovery and everything they do. They know that I love them and I would do anything that I can for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're awesome humans. So those are great. My ex-wife and I get along really well. And, you know, even my, you know, when my ex-father-in-law has passed, but he was awesome. And my mother-in-law is a saint on earth, ex-mother-in-law. But I've, I've found this, just unbelievable woman. Yeah, uh, I met her, you know, through recovery. She knows, she knows all my stuff, right? Yep. So it's not like there's no secrets and she hasn't run away yet. I know? love it. I love it. And so the honesty, right? It's about yeah. honesty and oh, vulnerability yeah. and she's yeah. seen it all, baby. So, you know, and she hasn't, you know, kicked me out yet. So you have, if you hadn't gone through what you went through, you wouldn't have met your wife you wouldn't be where you are now so in a way you wouldn't change anything that's happened no i wouldn't and she's not my wife yet not your wife yet <laughs> all right see um see cart before the horse yeah, the yeah. nice young lady you're you're spending yes. time with yes i would not have met her uh and you know i would not be able to be as honest mm-hmm. uh and and frankly as i'm just I'm just better for her. She's better for me, you know, and had I not been through it, I obviously had the separation happened. I wouldn't be with her okay. had that not happened. Um, right. And and frankly, um, if I was still married to my my great ex-wife, yeah. I would not be sober. Th- right. Things would be I, I would not have the gifts that I have now. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So it's it, it ain't great when you're going through it. No, especially when it's not your decision, right? Yeah, okay, um, true. But you know, somebody that we know, they're always like, you know, look, when things happen, it's like you got to ask yourself, like, what's the gift here? What what gift am I being given? And mm-hmm. and you know, with the benefit of some hindsight, you can actually be like, thank God that happened because mm-hmm. this, this, and this has happened. So. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And you know what? It, it's good to be able to have somebody call attention to what gifts come from challenging situations because we don't think about that on our own usually you know exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so so tell me specifically what type of biz i know that jay galt's there to to rescue small businesses what specifically is unique about the company's offer from other uh, financial service companies okay yeah well it is entirely unique which is which is great now there's some copycats popping up on youtube university but i don't think they can deliver but um you know, so we we actually help uh, business owners, small and medium size, mostly small though. We help them uh, separate and keep separate their business credit from their personal credit, uh, and get access to all the credit and capital, the money they need for their business at better rates and better terms without personal guarantees. Right. So we do that by helping them build like real business credit, corporate credit on the EIN number. Right, which is obviously attached to the business. So when they need money, they'll never again put their personal finances or or personal credit or assets at risk. Right. Um, 
So it's we that's why we literally rescue because bad things could happen, right? I mean, our CEO, one of his childhood friends had a very successful small business and businesses fortunes turned and the business went bankrupt, leading to personal bankruptcy because of the personal guarantees. Divorce, guy committed suicide. When that happened, our CEO was like, this is an all too common story. Not the suicide part necessarily, but right. bad things happening when businesses sure. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so we're trying to rescue them from that sort of bad fate. Mm-hmm. So that so we are unique in that there's no other company that does that. Again, people are and and very savvy business people. And I considered myself to be a savvy business person, you know, thought that, well, I have business credit. Like I have I had my own small business. I still have it actually. Mm-hmm. And I have like, you know, a platinum credit card right here and name of my company me and i had a business line of credit but every time i use it my fico score was going down like wait a minute wait i thought this was business yeah so there's business credit and then there's real business credit or corporate credit we do the real right right. um so it's awesome so we literally we rescue small businesses and it's been amazing we're exponential growth i'm building a great team um, of people that want to serve, like we all have, we look for that, you know, servant mentality, you know, right. for people that we bring into um, Jay Gall. And, um, and you, you have to want to, you know, Muhammad Ali said it best, right? Service is, you know, the rent you pay for your room here on earth. And I, I believe that. Um, and we definitely carry that with us. And so we try to give as much as we can. I love that. I love that quote by Muhammad Ali. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. He's got some good ones. He, good boxer too. Yeah, yeah, he was fairly, fairly good boxer. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So um and, and your boys are doing well in college. That's awesome. Yep. Where yep. where are they going? How what what states? Are they far away from you? Yeah, they're far. They're like, well, I'm out of I'm getting out of Maryland. Um my uh my daughter, she's a senior at Ole Miss. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to Ole Miss. I mean right. it's awesome she's having a blast and she honestly she was high school class of 2020 so she didn't have her yeah she she missed prom she missed graduation like Uh, so yeah Ole Miss has been amazing because there is no pandemic in Mississippi right Right. like they they managed to avoid it um and my son is a freshman at Indiana University and I I think he's having fun um so he's doing the fraternity thing. My daughter, big time in the sorority thing, which is huge okay. down south. So right. they're having fun. They're great people. They're coming back for Thanksgiving, which awesome. I can't wait because that's right. my holiday. With my yeah. family, we're all getting together up. In, that's great. That's and awesome. back up to New York. So yeah, yeah, awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you the um, the audience certainly has uh, captured the essence of Jeff Suval. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story, Jeff. Uh, I consider it a comeback story and comeback stories always have good endings. Although you're not ending yet, you're going, going strong. Um, so just want to let the audience know if you want to get, uh, get in touch with, with, uh, Jeff, just to talk to him personally, or, or if, um, you know, the, the services that Jay Gall provides, uh, sounds good to your small business. Jeff's on a mission to rescue small business and, um, and he uh, is offering a complimentary 30-minute call if you want to talk with him about your your, your certain issues, situation. And the uh, best way to reach him would be via email at G-S-U-V-A-L 
at jgalt.io. Did I get that right? You did. Perfect. So let's say, let's do a little role play. I I call you for this complimentary 30-minute call. What can I expect, Jeff? Well, I I really want to learn more about you and your business, right? And what, you know, what got you started and, you know, what's your why, right? Um, But then what are your challenges, you know? And and then with that information, you know, it'll help us determine if we'll be a good fit for each other, frankly. But I'll definitely you know, give you a lot of good information about the hows of building real business credit, uh, the process that's involved. I mean, we guarantee, like we're the only company that guarantees results. Um, and then I'll pull, after meeting with you, I'll certainly pull, I'll pull a uh, complimentary business credit report. So you can see kind of what you look like in the eyes of the the business credit world to see right. what you might be eligible for in terms of real separated business credit. And then I can tell you how to go about doing it. Um, so business credit reports all around. Wow. <laughs> That's an extremely valuable asset for, for entrepreneurs, whether they're just beginning or have been up for a while or even trying to scale up, especially. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. All yeah. the above. Yeah. You all definitely want to, you definitely want to separate your personal from your business. There's no doubt about it. So, Jeff, uh, you and I can talk for for hours. Uh, to wrap up, I have two final questions. Are you ready for these? I don't know. All right, put your seatbelt on, man. Here we go. So, Jeff, you have an opportunity to sit down with young seven to ten year old Jeff Suval and give him advice about life. What are you going to tell him? Uh, the seven to ten year old Jeff Suval was a precocious one. Um, I would say. You know, try to form some good, healthy habits and and learn to always move forward. And also, you know, always be nice to people and definitely don't be influenced by people who aren't. Love it. Love it. All right. Different hat. You're now sitting down with young Jeff Suval uh, to discuss. He's the young businessman, young upcoming entrepreneur. And you want to give him advice about business. What are you going to tell him? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell him he should probably build some business credit. But that aside, <laughs> I'm going to say, look, you know, always stay positive. And, and, you know, positivity is huge, right? It's about mindset. But stay positive, put in the work. You know, always commit to to doing your best and avoid excuses, right? Like, let's take some ownership of, you know, our failures, but also our successes. But you know, do not be afraid to ask for help and give yourself a break, especially when it comes to your own expectations of yourself, right? And, uh, you know, never compare your insides to other people's outsides. It doesn't help at all. Oh, I love that. Insides to outsides. The comparison is a very, very dangerous thing to do. But Jeff, I thank you so much for coming on. I'm grateful we're uh, in each other's world together. Please keep doing what you're doing. You're a wonderful human being. And I thank you again for coming on. Thank you, Drew. It was my great pleasure. I loved it. Oh, absolutely. All right, everybody. You take care of yourselves. Be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, Please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com.
expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.